Bama, Georgia, around 17. Kyrie's somehow back, and we're all in protocol. Equan, cut the music. We are back. Six Inside, volume 35. Uh, the Sick Inside podcast. Am I right, Hot, or am I right? <laughs> yeah, uh, we got a few. We got a few guys in COVID protocols. But uh, yeah, excited to be back. Um, a lot has happened. Every bowl game has happened. No predictions were really made. Uh, it's Georgia and Alabama again. I want to say so. I'm we didn't surprised. even need to make. Yeah, to I make mean, predictions. <laughs> nothing we predicted that the first week of the season. Yeah, so there we <laughs> go. A um, lot of transfer portal craziness. Uh, Kyrie is back as a part-time player, which I I didn't think we would ever get there. Uh, what else? Kyle Guy is an NBA player now and is going to get a full-time contract, which is insane. But yeah, is that LC or LN? Where I think it's LC. LC. LC represent Indy's finest. There we go. Yeah, it's oh. it's exciting. Uh, it's you know who else goes, went to LC? Laravia. Of course, I knew that. <laughs> yep. I I did actually know that. I knew it was an Indiana guy. He had such a weird game the other day. Uh, he had like. 20 i think it was like 21 7 and 5 with like 10 turnovers or something like that it was it was awesome a lot of high level stuff there but uh still pretty interesting but yeah i guess uh we'll, we'll start with breaking news i already talked about Kyrie a little bit uh should give him a bump uh Djokovic also got deported um <laughs> i i wish i was making that up he actually got deported from australia as of uh I think it's still in progress, but uh, that's got to be one of like the last athlete I remember attempting to get deported was Ennis Camper, uh, that one summer when he was in Greece. But uh, Ennis Freedom, Ennis, sorry, my apologies. <laughs> I, I was going ba- based on the time back then. Uh, but that that's the only other time I can remember something. Leandro Ball, bro. What do you mean? That's oh my god, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> there yeah, I forgot about that. There we go. Yeah, but wow. Uh, <laughs> that killed his basketball career. <laughs> what a story that was, too. Like, that was a made up story. That was who so was, wild that that happened. Who was the, because it was him and someone else, right? Wait, wasn't it yeah. him and like three dudes? It was yeah, three UCLA guys with him. Was, was Hans one of those guys? I don't know why I, I want to say I that Hans so, was yeah. one of those guys. Um, because I'm pretty sure it was like three guys who weren't worth a shit, and then one dude who was actually like a semi contributor for them. I think you're right. Um, I was nuts. Hey, I mean, he, he's kicking around in the G League. Now. Okay, it was Leandro Ball, Jalen Hill, and Cody Riley. Cody Riley still. Cody Riley. Cody Riley. <laughs> right? Or did he leave this year? I don't think it's possible for him to. Yeah. I'm adding him um, to the Fulkerson list then of guys that I just don't. Like, no, he's not. Because on the team. I, he was there okay, last good. year. There, there comes to a certain point where it's like you got to give it up, man. Like, it's like half the Butler team, Fulkerson, <laughs> the entire Butler team, the entire <laughs> Butler team. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we're recording Miles this. Two. Yeah. Uh, January fifth, twenty twenty-two. Uh, Butler coming off of a 
an expected loss, I guess. Uh, I, there's no. They're shot. all expected. They're all expected. The under. <laughs> hey, the I, under hit. The under hit again. I, I went through and looked. According to ESPN's odds, it's like of the 13 games we played or whatever, it's like 11 and two. Yes, or something like that. And the a bunder. few of those, a few the of those bunder. are like by 0.5. Like there are some crazy close calls where final score is like 138 and the line was 138.5. Yeah. But it's a winning, uh, it's a winning strategy thus far. Unlike, unlike what we've kind of been putting like on the, the offense, uh, on the court. Yeah, the half court's uh, not our friend at all. It's cool, kind of seeing like. It feels as if each game, it's like you're gonna have two guys go for go off for double digit points, and it, it it's from the same group. Like it'll be like the wings or the guards. It'll never be a guard and a big. It'll either be like all guards, all bigs, all wings. And this past game, it just happened to be Golden and NC. Uh, but it, it's not fun having to rely on. Will someone give us twenty? Like, are, are we gonna do that this game? Uh, it, it's certainly been tough. Uh, yeah, our only consistent one. score is Jaden Taylor. He's the only dude who you can pretty much guarantee is going to get about ten a game, and he's a freshman <laughs> and, <laughs> and a team filled with seniors or filled filled with seniors. It's just so and, annoying. And it's it's like anytime I watch him, it's not it's crazy because it doesn't look as if it's the most comfortable ten either. Yet, like there's like you can yeah. see it. Like he obviously he has it, but he's got to bulk up to get. Like yeah, he, the finishes in the paint are a little tough right now, but he's got yeah. he's good. He gets a little excited when he uh when he has open threes too. Yeah, he's better when he's it's just catch and shoot and like there's a guy closing him down. I, I he's forgot. gonna be really good if he stays though. He, that and that is the question with I think a lot that could end up being, I guess the nail in the coffin if a ton of guys do transfer out because we're gonna be losing what like four. Uh, off the top of my head, I'm thinking like what four or five guys just yeah. graduating Gold. out. Golden, and Bolden, and we'll losing a Thompson coach. and a coach. The, and that's um, yeah. <laughs> um, maybe, probably not. Fire the ball. Fire him. They just won't resign him. So he'll be gone next. He'll get one more year, I guarantee it. And then they won't renew his contract. Barry Collier's not going to fire him. That's not the Butler way, yeah, man. It's not. It's anyway, not, let's stop uh, talking about Butler. Nobody can. Not Butler. Yeah. Memphis is back. Um, I'm back on the Memphis Tigers train. <laughs> I, I can't look away from them. I really can't. Uh, they always tend to. I saw some tweet where it's like comparing the Grizzlies and the Tigers. It's like with the Grizzlies, you'll see like a great game. Uh, they'll pl- they'll play solid all the way through. It'll be exciting with. With Memphis, you'll see like you'll see basketball technically, not not good or bad, but you'll see a game. Technically, <laughs> um, and that honestly that that sums it up with them. It's it's insane what they've been able to do, or that they could even enter without like a true point guard because Emony is not. They keep shoving the ball into his hands. He sucks. He's not good. The team. Whenever they bench him and they start, <sighs> who do they start? Um, Lomax, right? No. Well, yeah. so mine, I like Minot a lot. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. He, he's, I, I don't even think he's a true point. I mean, he's huge. He's not. He's six eight. But I mean, they good, they though. they don't have a pure point guard. The team lied about how many people were vaccinated, causing the Tennessee game to get canceled. Uh, 
like Penny is just running an AAU team over there. <laughs> and I had, I had such high hopes for, for that team. And it just hasn't amounted to, to anything. And it's, it's annoying, but I will continue to watch them every single opportunity that I can possibly get. As of now, they're first four out. Uh, <laughs> big Michigan is right above them in the first Michigan, four out section. Michigan, Michigan is done. Like, that's tough. That is a tough yeah. – uh, that's a tough watch. Um, Does Butler beat Michigan? No. Uh, no. They're, they're too big. Like, they, they have too much size on that team, and I don't trust our outside shooting to counteract that. Yeah, um, I want to give a shout out because we didn't really shout out a few of these SEC teams when we did our college basketball. Kyle and I were talking about Auburn, so we can shout out them. But LSU is really good too. And we yes. kind of skimmed over yeah. them, so I'll I'll talk about them and then I'll pass it off to Mr. Auburn boy over there. Um, so LSU they lost to Auburn, but they also beat Kentucky, which is pretty much signifying that you're a legit SEC team if you're a good team and you beat Kentucky. Um, and this team, AIDS, I know you've watched a decent amount of them. They have two NBA players, allegedly. Yes. Um, I'm not really sold on either of them, but I think they have – I think they're non-NBA players like Xavier Pinson and Eric Gaines. I think those guys are going to be the key for them to continue to be good. Um, obviously, Pinson, we kind of know what he's done. He was at Missouri for four years, and he was a stud there. And Darius Days, that, that was the other guy I was thinking of. So Darius Days, Xavier Pinson, and Eric Gaines, those guys need to just contribute and be like the scorers and just let those other two just be the defensive players that they're supposed to be. Yeah. And this, I this mean, team is an elite defensive team. They're number it, one in 10 Palm on defense. It's ridiculous. It, it, and it, it shows too through the eye test. Uh, Fudge and uh, Fudge and Eason are the two NBA guys. Eason's a hell of a lot more likely than Fudge. I'd say right now he's somewhere in the 20s, probably. Uh, just kind of looking at a, I, I would say a, a three or a four, just really athletic, uh, high effort guy, pretty good defensively. And Fudge is Fudge projects out as like an insane level defender. Uh, not playing a ton of minutes, like not playing a ton of minutes for them. It's seventeen a game, uh, averaging about a block and two steals a game, which is pretty. Uh, Pretty solid, especially given his minutes. But I, I think I watched all that Kentucky LSU game, kind of confirmed a few things for me. I hate to bring up Kentucky, but I will. Uh, Xavier Wheeler is like the lifeblood of that Kentucky team. And without him, they don't have another point guard, like a true point guard that they can lean on. Uh, no, not necessarily a slight towards Ty Ty. I think it's fine that he's not a true point guard. He can be a combo guy, but it's. It was tough to watch once Wheeler went down. It, it seemed as if they had a ton of issues kind of getting into their sets, uh, getting anything going. Of course, when Ty Ty is cramping too the whole time, like for the end of the game, it got ugly fast. But LSU's nuts defensively. Like, an LS, I think if LSU were to play like Texas Tech, it would be like 30 to 28. <laughs> or there, there was some Virginia game where it was like 41, 28 at some point. You would be looking bit. at something like that. <laughs> yeah, that was Virginia Tech, NC State, like three years ago when it was. <laughs> that was just that wasn't good defense. That was just terrible offense, though. That's the difference. Still, I mean, you're you're looking at you would be looking at something. One thing about Kentucky. Uh, one thing to add about Kentucky, they need like a consistent score, like if because they rely on Grady pretty much to be their guy to like get a bucket. 
And he's shown throughout his career that he's, a, he can do that, but he's also super inconsistent. So uh, they need either him to step up or one of the freshmen to step up to like Ty Ty needs to be a little bit more consistent. Obviously he's cram He was cramping and like there are other factors and losing your floor general point guard in like four minutes into the game in a hostile environment in L- at LSU. That's not a, an ideal start yeah. to a game for a young team right off the bat in conference season, but Kentucky will be fine. They'll probably, I don't think they'll, I think the team Kyle is about to talk about is going to win them SEC yeah. watching them play. One last, yeah. one last thing on on Kentucky really quick. Would Shaden Sharp be eligible to play this year? He's yeah, going to start practicing so. this week. I think if he enrolled um, before semester. I, I don't think so. that he – I think the plan is for him to just sit out this year, though. Okay. I don't I don't think that they're planning on using him this year. I, I think Shit would really have to hit the fan for them to break the glass just, on the number it one. It screw uh, up the rotations and stuff. It would be weird. But you never know. Yeah, so I think, I mean, I'm probably a little biased, but the best team in the SEC right now is Auburn. Uh, Their one loss on the season is a double overtime game to UConn pretty early in the year. So, I mean, this team is just – first off, it has a top three NBA draft prospect, Jabari Smith, who – He's really, really good, but I don't know if he's even necessarily the best player on the team, just, like, college-wise. He's definitely the most talented and, like, most upside. But, I mean, Walker Kessler has been absolutely dominating. He's, like, 7'3", UNC transfer. Um, he, I mean, he was struggling early, but his shot blocking along with, like, double-double potential every night is just huge to have alongside Jabari, who's also like 6'10". So it's just a super well-rounded team. And Katie Johnson, he didn't play good last night, but he's been really good this year as well. And they moved Wendell Green to the bench, which I think was a really good move. Um, He's like a super – high energy player and just having that off the bench leading. I mean, they play 10 guys have more than 10 minutes every game. So it's a super deep team, which is huge in the SEC. Um, Yeah, I think we definitely kind of didn't give them enough credit at the beginning of the or our first college basketball podcast, but they're definitely a team to watch out for. And we know Bruce Pearl's a good coach even if he's a little shysty, but, you know, you, you get past that. And <laughs> you didn't even add that they might have, like, got back probably their best college player in yeah, Alan Flanagan. Alan Flanagan. Yeah, he played all year. Yeah, he he came back. He, he was out last game. I don't know if they're load managing or if he got COVID, but he's uh, super athletic, gets those big energy, like, dunks and – just adds a whole nother dimension to the team. And I mean, you just, they're, they're a fun team to watch having those two bigs just around the hoop. Like they just drive and throw up alley-oops a lot. And it's a fun, like energizing team to watch. So if you're a neutral fan that just likes entertaining basketball, definitely tune into some of their games and they're going to be playing good teams in the SEC. It's definitely yeah, I, was, I was just about them. to say that SEC, in my opinion, they're probably the second best conference in the NCAA right now behind the big 12. 
which I don't think you can really argue that the Big 12 isn't the best conference. They're absolutely stacked. Yeah, it's Big 12 is nuts. This they're year. always nuts, though, because they don't even have that many yeah. teams. And they're going to have less teams. Like, they're cutting out some fat, too, even with Oklahoma leaving. They're kind of inconsistent. They're just going to have their consistent big guys, and then Houston comes in. Like, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> just add another team. Just no need BYU. for that. Yeah, BYU, BYU tends to have a uh, UCF too. UCF has a good team this year as well. UCF, uh, well, well, <laughs> they we'll beat see. Michigan and then they lose. Who do they lose to? They just lost to somebody they, not they that had a, good. They had a bad loss. I know that much. They, UC will uh, be a good. Yes, too. I mean, they're getting four With squads that at least be competitive in the Big Twelve. Yeah. Wow. Oh. SMU's <laughs> eleven. Cincinnati lost to Tulane. We're doing it again. We're doing it again. Where we're looking at common opponents. <laughs> it's been like they lost to who now? Facts. Yeah. Uh, oh well. I, I got something. I wanted to really shout quick. out the whack after. Uh, of course. After you're yeah. done, I'll shout out. The always, whack. always whack shoutouts. Uh, Auburn has about 18 players on their roster. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen their bench at a home game, but it they could take like the first and second row alone of just walk-ons and scholarship guys guys working back from injury uh another thing too uh how tall do you guys think wendell green actually is five seven i that's i, I think there's no shot he, do, you, do you know what he's listed at five nine i think right five eleven on ESPN. no shot no shot no i bet he's five nine <laughs> hot hot you've seen this guy play it's the la loom um that he played at la loom with isaiah stewart when we went and saw him and cal and is over there he was their point guard, and he was really short. Mm. He was committed – or he went to EKU for a year. Yep. Oh, really? I don't mm-hmm. remember him. Don't remember If him. you saw him, I think you'd probably remember him. He yeah. was so, he's so fast, and he's he's really fun to watch. Yeah. He's a lot like Jared Harper. That's who he reminded yeah, me of. definitely. But, yeah, I just wanted to shout out um, some waction that's going to be going on tomorrow on – what is that, January 6th? Yep. Uh, we got Stephen F. Austin versus Abling Christian tomorrow. That's going to be an absolute banger of a game. I'm so in on the waction this year. I hope they, they're not going to get more than one team in, but they damn near should have at least two because they have so many good wins as a collective like conference. They're just going to they're going to screw each other over because they're all going to beat each other and only one team's going to get an auto bid. But no matter who it Valley, is, baby. I mean, it could be. They're unbelievable, too. They have that. What is his name? We were talking to him about some Fardaz Imac. Imac, yeah. Yeah, they lost to Abilene, though. I think I think New Mexico State's the team to beat still in this conference, which is kind of boring because that's, like, the basic answer. But they have a – because they have a – they probably have the – they have the two – they have two very good wins. They have a win against Washington State at Washington State, and then they have a win against Davidson. Um, so they, they have, if they win out and like then lose in the championship, I could definitely see them getting, uh, maybe an at-large bid. And then like, hopefully they lose to like, who do we like Utah Valley or Tarleton state, Grand Canyon, Abling Christian, like any Stephen F. Austin, any of those teams, I would love to see two whack teams, but the whack is so good. And I love it. And then one other shout out to just like two teams, like making it happen and like boosting their resume. Um, Cause you like this, this should happen more in college basketball. I, well, it's kind of hard to do it. It's easier to do it in COVID year, but San Francisco and Loyola Chicago get like uh, scheduling a game 
against each other just middle middle of the season just so they like one of these teams is going to benefit so much from that game because these are two teams that are definitely both going to be on the bubble if they don't win their conference which San Francisco won't win their conference and Loyola Chicago probably will so this is a huge game for San Francisco to boost their resume that much more otherwise they're just banking on beating either Gonzaga or St. Mary's or BYU once or twice um so yeah, that's also going to be on tomorrow. I think that's on ESPNU. Um, so definitely check out that game, boys. Yep. Uh, San Fran's a nine seed right now, according to yeah. Lombardi. I mean, they're very good. Yeah. Um, their only losses to Grand Canyon. Shout out Wack. <laughs> Again? Yeah, but yeah, because San Fran has wins against Davidson, Nevada, UAB, um, Fresno State, Arizona State, UNLV. Like they have a lot of like. Like, obviously, these teams aren't probably going to make the tournament, but those are pretty good wins. They're all top 100. They're all, like, Q2 wins. Who's their coach um, again? Is it, the, is it that young guy? So, um, Yeah, Todd Golden. He's, he's really like, good. Yeah, right? he's, yeah. I mean, yeah, he had a bad year last year, but I think they were they just were missing a bunch of people. Yeah. But two years ago, his first year, because he's only been there for three years, so his first year there, it was the year that they upset Virginia, I think. Okay, I think that's um, what I remember. Oh, no, I, that I was last had- year. He had a big win, I know. Then that's why I kind of remember. It was that. it was against Virginia last year, gotcha. but that they had a horrible ending to the season. They must have had some injuries or something. But anyway, they're really good. I just wanted to shout out all my mid major boys. Anyway, yeah, I mean, I think they've been they've been fun to. I'm I'm excited to finally get to watch them uh, tomorrow because I won't have anything going on at that point. So. There, it's not like there's another game on or something to catch. Uh, yeah, it's at 2 p.m. It's awesome. Like middle of the day, nothing else going on. Um, how do you how do you beat Baylor? Oh, they're beatable. How though? Like I'm I'm a little I, I'm a little confused as to I guess I bet Texas Tech does it actually. I bet that game's just ugly as shit. Well, um, the thing with this Baylor team compared to last year, they don't have three absolute go-to guards like they did last year. Mm-hmm. Like these guys, like uh, don't get me wrong, I'm a big Akinjo, Flagler, Kendall Brown, Sochan, Cryer. Like I like those guys a lot. Meyer, um, I love Meyer, but they're they're none of those guys re- can replace what Jared Butler, what Davion Mitchell, what Masio T could do. Like those guys were so so good. So it literally like it just takes what it takes to beat any other other team in the NCAA, I think. And that's just like, yeah. they don't have a great shooting day. Like their top five offense and top five defense. They're easily the most com- like complete team in the NCAA, but I do think they're still beatable. It's just, I-, I think this year in general is really wide open. Like I could see any team with size, put it like big guards, um, big aggressive guards, like an LSU type team, I think would give them a lot of trouble. Just like a really hard nosed defensive team that makes slows down the game. I think that's important too. They play at Bama in late January. It's random. It's extremely random. It's sandwiched between a game against Kansas State and West Virginia. Yeah, yeah like I, I think the Big 12 SEC challenge is just like in the middle of conference. Uh, oh, you're right. Good call, good call, good call. Okay. God, that's weird. I've never noticed that. But as, as I've said previously, this is also kind of my first time keeping up with, uh, with college hoops at this like non, uh, non-NBA level yeah because kansas um, and kentucky are always playing each other at yep. random times that's true uh l- last sec team to kind of bring up I, well we didn't mention tennessee either uh i i have some confidence that tennessee can put it together despite 
how much I hate Fulkerson. Realistically, they should have beat Alabama if uh, Barnes didn't make some very questionable coaching decisions, which that would have been a hell of a win without uh, Kennedy Chandler or Fulkerson in that game to beat Bama at Bama too, I believe. Um, that would have been a huge win, but alas, they weren't able to get that done. Uh, I like Tennessee a ton. Bama too, I think Bama's a good team. However, there is this glaring weakness in in the low post for them that I'm, I'm not quite sure how they're going to be able to get past that. Their guards are awesome. Like mm-hmm. besides, I will say JD Davison played quite possibly the worst game <laughs> I have ever seen from like a lottery type talent in my life. He checked into the game. I was texting because of like, I was texting our group because of like how in disbelief I was that he was doing this. But <laughs> in about four minutes, he had like five turnovers and two fouls and he got like the dead ball couldn't come soon enough to get him out of the game. Um, <laughs> it was almost like they were borderline going to intentionally foul. Like someone was injured to sub him out of the game because there was no whistle. It was that. Jesus. Bad. Um, <laughs> oh my God. It was, it was rough, but they have a lot of guards that are very, very good guards. They have some good wings too. Like I love Keon Ellis. Um, he's been awesome for them, but it, it's a struggle because I think if someone has a big down low, unless you're going to play zone 24 seven and front the guy, at which point you get your outside perimeter just picked apart by Shackleford and Quinterly, then I'm not quite sure how they can get past that glaring weakness outside of simply avoiding those matchups by sheer luck. Um, that's how that's, I mean, that was their issue last year too. Mm-hmm. So nothing's changed. That's why they play at such a high tempo, though, too. So try to, sure. they try to negate it with that. But, yeah, there's only so much you can do. And I, I don't mean to discount Betty Ako either. I do like Betty Ako. Um, he's young. Or is he young? I mean, he is young. He's a freshman, but he's like, that's it. That is all that they have in the form of bigs, in my opinion. Uh, Gary's 6'6", six, six, Noah Gurley's 6'8". Like, it's – that's going to be tough. And I, I don't think that – it kind of mirrors what we said earlier, though, about how there isn't like that complete team that's like super dominant or whatever. Uh, yeah, this is one of the more glaring weaknesses, though, especially for uh, what are they top, top 15 right now? Um, the interior yeah. gives me concern. Are they really still top 15 after that yeah. loss? They are 15. Good for them. Um, well, okay, before we get out of the SEC, we have to just discuss how absolutely disgusting Arkansas is for no reason. They they just pick up all these transfers who all they're all very good on at their respective teams. Chris Light's very good at Miami. He's listed at five seven, so we we just need him to play Auburn, so we know for sure how tall Wendell Green is. <laughs> and then Chandler JD as well. Play, play Tennessee as well, please, because I want to know how tall Kennedy Chandler. Is. I mean, we will. We'll be able to see all those. I'm actually <laughs> that's going to be exciting. But uh, we got like they have those two guys. They have Devontae Davis, Adise Tony. Daniel Moody, or I don't know, sure, we'll pretend that's how you say it. Jalen Williams, like, those guys are all very good. Uh, Umide, Umide, he was at South Dakota, that's all I know, and he was an absolute bucket there. And he put up 28 against Vanderbilt. Like, that guy's very good. Tony's really good. I don't get why they're bad. Musselman's a good coach. It really makes no sense. These guys, I guess the pieces just don't fit, and it makes no sense why the pieces don't fit. Like, it's not even like Ken Palm likes them, because sometimes it's like, okay, Ken Palm at least sees like there's like 
there's something there, but there's literally just Ken Palm's like, yeah, no, these guys suck. 43rd on offense, 73rd on defense. It's just a weird team. Anyway, it's, just wanted it's, to, it's tough. I just wanted to, I just wanted to be a, like, it's just upsetting because like I like Arkansas and I've picked yeah. them in our little, in our fantasy group thing. So I have Jackson State and the guy who I was banking my Jackson State pick on isn't actually playing basketball this year. Um, <laughs> Valkai is sticking strictly to football. So deep regrets there they've got me i think like six wins it's it's a tough one but uh that's brutal that's right another uh, here's my segue here into uh how shitty the acc has been uh yes the entire year i think of all the acc teams that i've watched and i've watched i haven't watched nc state yet uh that, that I haven't watched them or Miami yet, so I can't pass judgment on them. But I've only really enjoyed watching, obviously, Duke. UNC is fun to watch. Wake Forest is fun to watch. Uh, that, that's kind of it. Um, the only reason I like Wake is because of LaRavia. Like, that's it. Um, friend of the pod. Friend of the pod, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it, it's, it's tough sledding for, for the ACC this year the ACC has two good teams and then everybody else is so bad it's Duke and Virginia Tech and everybody else is terrible Virginia Tech's not even that good they're just better than the rest so they're good because they're gonna finish they'll probably finish at like I don't know they'll probably go uh, like 20 and 9 something like that to end the season they'll, they'll be like a eight or a nine seed like that's gonna be the second best team in the ACC well I bet actually you know what I bet North Carolina makes the tournament yeah. But North Carolina is walking garbage on defense. It's a low ceiling for sure. Like when you're putting out Brady Manick at power forward and then you have like Dawson Garcia, like those guys are very good like scorers, but they cannot defend worth a, worth a damn. And their guards are also terrible at defense. So like their guards, like everybody's solid on that team scoring wise, but they're so bad at defense and they're just going to get torn apart. If they go up against any team that's like competent at defense, like if they're an eight seed and they go up against a nine seed in San Francisco, um, sorry, I mean a competent offense, they're screwed because San Francisco is like, they will beat them. And I can't wait for it because I hate UNC. <laughs> so Virginia Tech's actually, they started 0-2 in conference play, yeah, but they had just a hilarious. COVID restart. Uh, they lost to Duke. No, they're, they're 0-3. They lost to Wake. Duke well, and NC State. Wait, oh my God! Why did they play Wake then? I don't know. When was this game? They played uh, Wake the start of December and yeah. then went off to a tournament somewhere. Okay, yeah. So then they're actually zero and three. Um, <laughs> NC State. They have Sebron. I have not seen Sebron play yet, but he's getting a ton of <laughs> a ton of discussion around him. I, I literally mean, his had, stats are insane. I had no idea who he was before you texted. <laughs> have you so seen his good. last have you seen his last five games yeah well 21 so yeah is his like all right yeah his last two he had 21 against virginia tech on 57 percent shooting game before that 32 against fsu on 85 percent shooting like he has just been going nuclear ever since conference play has uh has started but yeah the acc is uh it's it's not they've seen better days. Um, oh my god, he had thirty nine against Nebraska. He's he good. Lo- he's he just went seventeen for twenty from the line in that game. I think that's more free throws made than Butler's made all season, probably. <laughs> and he did it in one game by himself. 
and that's talent too to get to the line that much. Yeah, uh, I like to. I got to see him play. I, yeah, that's what I'm saying too. Um, when do they play next? Saturday against Clemson. Ah, uh, I don't want to watch that. Saturday, I, I January fifteenth against Duke. Yeah, I see. That's waiting too long. I'll watch the Clemson game. Um, Louisville Wednesday, January twelfth. So a week I've, from today. Okay. Louisville. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll figure that out. <laughs> Um, right, you want to talk? You want to talk about a bad defensive team? NC yeah. State defensive efficiency is two hundred second. That's their oh, ranking. Jesus, that is fucking terrible for a power five team. <laughs> That's like it, it's the, it's the entire Big Ten for defensive or Big Twelve for defensive efficiency, like in the top fifteen. Uh, I've you're not even that far off. the The highest <laughs> or like the worst is TCU at fifty two. That's insane. And then Kansas State at 45, Oklahoma at 36, Kansas at 30, West Virginia at 27, Oklahoma State 19, and then they have Texas Tech 10, Texas 9, Iowa State 7, Baylor 5. That's insane. It's not. That's why it, those games aren't really that fun to watch. No, I mean. <laughs> They're all grinded out. It's, it's fun watching guard swat shots, though. I will say, like. It, it is it is fun on occasion to to see that, but when that's all that every game ever is, um, yeah. No, like, I agree. It's more fun when they play out of conference because then there's yes. clashing styles. It's just exactly. like watching like two Big Ten football teams play, and it's just like seven to five, and like, how the <laughs> hell did one team get five? <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> that's a great comparison. Wow, I like that. Thanks, man. Of course. That was off that was on the spot off the dome. Shout out Marquette for jumping 20 spots after their win yesterday, by the way. Uh they were 85th in Ken Palm and now they're 61st because they beat Providence by 32. That's pretty cool. Jeez. Uh I, I, I guess we can bounce to the to the Pac 12. I feel as if they haven't played any games there in like a month. Yeah. I mean California is burning. Everybody is COVID. Yeah, UCLA hasn't played in a month. They're gonna be so screwed. Like they're gonna be so rusty. It's, they're gonna lose to Long yeah. Beach State. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's tough. I I heard a stat earlier today about Peyton Watson. Uh, take it with a grain of salt, obviously, but he hasn't scored a field goal since November twenty second. Um, against Bellarmine. Wow. Yeah, they've played four games since then, which is not a lot of games, but. That means he's played in four games that he has failed to score a field goal in. Um, I hope he comes back or transfers. I don't think he'll do either. Um, it's it's tough. It is tough to uh, tough to watch Arizona. Nice as always. Always going to have a soft spot for Mather, and I was on him last year, and feels feels good. Him and Ivy coming back. Uh, running shit this year um yeah no pack is the pack is pretty good usc's now they have three good teams don't say they're pretty good they're trash too i like colorado i i think colorado has a shot of maybe turning into something who is the guy that were you saying that there's a guy from colorado that's an nba yes uh walker jabari walker yeah jabari walker assumed um, it's very, very hit or miss with him though. Uh, yeah. Some, some games he's good. 
and shoots well. And then other games, he's not as good. Yeah, so I mean, that's, there's proof of that from the NCAA tournament where he had 24 mm-hmm. points in their win against Georgetown. And then they played the next game against Florida State, and he had zero points. Invisible. Completely invisible. <laughs> yeah. Um, to a T. So it's – I'm very – I'm partial towards the Pac-12, though, just because of their draft guys that they kind of have over there. Like Stanford has uh, Harrison. Uh, Ingram. Ingram. Yeah, Harrison Ingram. Yep. Um, they got another five-star today, too. Ooh, I don't know Stanford. how they keep getting five. Yeah, stars. how? <laughs> because it's a nice you get campus. A Stan- you get, yeah, you get to go to Stanford for one year. nice campus. Yeah, but then you can come back and get your degree if you want. Yeah, it's a it's a very nice it's, campus. Yes, yeah, I mean it's a pretty lucrative um, offer. Not gonna lie, yeah. if I was a top recruit, I'd probably go to Stanford or Duke yeah. or something like that. Get a I, nice I'll, degree. I want to see Harrison do another year though. I think especially with talent coming in for next year i think he could tear it up because we're looking right now at like four four sophomores i think of the lottery right now um at least what, yeah who's on the aids big board uh so right in now the lottery in the lottery yeah because i'm probably gonna have 100 on here for this next one it's uh it's 100 100 players yeah i'm at around 60 or something yeah, no. I don't. Uh, so for sophomores, we have I have Jaden Ivy four, Benedict Matherin five, Johnny Davis six, um, Keegan Murray nine. I think Keegan that's Murray it. that high. Yeah, I feel like you weren't that high on him to start the year, were you? I wasn't, and then I wa- this was before I watched the the last game too. Um, I told you he's good. He's he's very good. It's I need to see it kind of stay there. It's not. Having him at nine for me is not as much. Obviously, it's huge praise for him, but I think it more so says how in flux things are after Jalen Duran at seven for me. Like, yeah, I just okay. Don't I? I don't know what to do. Um, I think Baji at twelve. That's going to change. He's, he's not going like, to be at twelve anymore. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but like I feel like this draft class is getting a little deeper. Like every every week, it's getting deeper. Like I see more and more guys that I feel like okay. This guy could either contribute now or he's looks like he has a lot more potential than yes. we thought at the beginning of the year. And I, at the I, beginning I, of the year, there's like three guys that everybody's like, okay, these are the guys. Everybody else is like, eh. And now it seems like there's five, like five or six, you said seven guys that you feel pretty confident on drafting. Yeah. Um, I would say I feel confident at least with like eight guys going lottery and that's Jabari, Chet, Paolo, Ivy, Matherin, Davis, Duran, and then I'll say Kendall Brown, maybe Ty Ty. Um, it's the issue though, is one, uh, the best point guard is probably JD Davison in this class. Yeah. And, uh, that's not what you want. I mean, Kennedy Chandler is good, but he's, six feet tall and that size is really showing a lot of issues um it's it's deeper than it is top heavy and i I don't know if that'll necessarily be a good thing like i don't think out of everyone all players included i don't know if there is the number one guy like a number one like this guy can be the best player on your team for you to win a championship I, i think you're looking at like he could be the second or third best player on your team for a championship but not higher than that um i see that i see what you're saying um 
Miles Bridges. I mean, Mikael Bridges. Mikael yeah. Bridges. Either one, I guess. Yeah, yeah Miles I mean, honestly, is better this year. He's a better he's, example. Um, yeah. Mikael is like kind of the, a bad, not bad, but he's been disappointing this year. I yeah. like the two and done trend, though. You know, you have that option to declare but come back. Mm-hmm. And you get that feedback of what, like, the NBA teams want you to work on. Another year of, like, developing your body more and just learning the game more before you really get pushed into that professional lifestyle. And I think some of the, like, definitely, like, Ivy and these guys that you have up there, like, all came back and just continued to boost their draft status. And, like, you come back as a well-known like chance to dominate on your team. Mm-hmm. And I just think they are more polished and come into the league more ready than like some of these projects. And I think, I mean, I hope the trend continues. It'll make college more fun. And the NBA, like other than the insane rookies that come in like super ready, like a lot of these guys are going to be like, you know, they're going to be good. I, I wonder where, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say if Brandon Boston Jr. returned to college for this season, he'd he'd probably at the very least be a top 10 guy Um, just based on what he's shown in the G League and in kind of limited spots at the pro level. And I'm hoping that guy's kind of a lot of time, like the odds of it hurting you coming back are significantly lower than they are if you going like if you're getting a a read for example like max christie is a guy who can eventually be good we'll see if he goes nuclear but if he goes back i i think he has the potential to be a lottery guy bryce mcgowan's for nebraska um you have a lot of super talented guys the only guy i can think of off the top of my head is an international guy uh rocco perkakin uh I completely butchered his name. That is how I'm always going to say it, though, until I'm corrected by a Lithuanian listener. Uh, but he's he's the only dude that I've ever heard that's gone back. He was probably going to be a late 20s guy last year, and at this point might might be a 30s guy, maybe. Um, it hasn't paid off for him, but... Yeah, uh, we're finally, I think, at a point where people are starting to recognize, like, you don't need to be a freshman to get drafted high. Uh, these you're still older guys, 19 or 20. Like. Yeah, you're still 19 or 20, and, like, these older guys have have something to offer, too. That does not extend to Drew Timmy. Uh, I'll, I'll get ahead of that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Kenneth Walker Jr., on the other hand, absolutely. Uh, he's averaging, like, 19 and 10 right now. On like seven percent from deep, uh, you know, uh, Lofton. My bad, <laughs> Kenneth Walker. Jesus, I thought we were going. Yeah, Walter's portal. Um, Aids. Have you heard of Jordan Hall from St. Joe's? Yes, yes. I haven't seen him yet, but he's. Yeah, we gotta uh, watch him. Holes. Yeah, he's he's been uh, he's been trending up for a lot of people. Um, I feel like because you were saying top point guard, so I was just like looking through yep. guys. This is. For you guys, who I'm sure Kylie and Hot don't know, uh, six seven point guard. He's a sophomore, so he's young enough. A true sophomore too, not like a COVID sophomore. And he's, I mean, he shoots a ton. But the St. Joe's team's pretty bad, so I don't really, I don't think that's an indictment necessarily on yeah. his 
shooting, but he's got a top 10 assist percentage in or assist rate in the NCAA, which I don't really know what that means, but he does it. And I mean, I will take his highest scoring game. And then he, where he went, where did he go? He went um, eight from 11 from three and four from eight from two. So what is that? 12 for 19. Um, so 12 for 19, 33 points. He can, he shows that he can be an efficient scorer. And if you're a six, seven point guard, that's pretty much all you really need to do to get on anybody's radar. So if you can add that shooting aspect at all, I feel like that's a really important part. So yeah, we got to watch him because I'm interested and, to see how he yeah. is. <laughs> and, and there's sounds like there's, a better shooting Evan Turner. Yeah. Oh, wow. I like that. I, I, I like that uh, archetype you just uh, you just described. I think at this point too, like I'm I'm kind of coming to the realization that if if you have some sort of elite skill, like let's say you're a six foot nine big from Kentucky that can only offensive rebound. <laughs> you, you've got a shot to be either a two-way or a second-round pick, um, especially in kind of a weaker guard class like this. I think Taron Armstrong has a shot of getting drafted. I love Taron Armstrong. I'm not going to say first round. I don't think there's a shot in hell that he could He's ever. Enough. He won't ever develop the shooting necessary. Um, the vision's always going to be there. He's always going to be big, but I don't see him offering anything defensively at any point in time. Um, but I think this this class offers a great opportunity to get some solid role players uh, at any point. If you're looking for the guy, I, I don't, I, I think Jabari could be the guy. Jaden Ivy could be the guy. Uh, Not Paolo. I'm coming around to Paolo. Uh, I, I don't think I would want Paolo being my best player though. Um, just because You'll be changing your tune when Duke wins the Natty this year. I'll, yeah, I'll come around to it. It's it's interesting to me to kind of look like personally and see like how much of this is like from what I'm seeing versus me wanting to like kind of be different or you know mm-hmm. like I see, what you're saying. I, I see like Tobias Harris in there and get super scared. I'm just like, oh shit, no, I, I don't want Tobias Harris as my best player. Um, I'll be scared. Yeah, it's it's a little spooky. I I haven't fully figured out Paolo. I know he'll be top five. But um, he just he wasn't my guy entering the year. Like I saw one comparison with Chet was my guy um, for a while. I still love Chet. I saw a comparison in which someone said that he is in the Miles Turner role for Gonzaga. And yeah, I was like, that's actually a good comparison. That is insane. First off, how accurate it is. And that's kind of what I'm clinging on to. And they have their own Sabonis from college yes. too with Timmy. I don't like that. Yeah. That's too perfect of a comparison. It, it's it's ridiculous, but it, it kind of sums it up with like he can't be he can't be the guy. So it, it's gonna be Mr. an interesting... Keelan Martin, do you guys think? <laughs> oh yeah. man. Strother, maybe. Strother's good. <laughs> like Strother that. is good. He can get drafted this year as well. Um, but it, it'll be an interesting process as as we kind of wrap up and get into get a little bit deeper into conference play, I think Keegan Murray, that's going to be huge for, um, we should start kind of seeing things once people figure out how to best do overtime elite, uh, that should help a little bit because that league sucks. Yeah. Um, by best, the best way to do it is just go to college instead. Yeah. Or go G league. Um, there's a few ignite guys out there. Jaden Hardy has been awful. Uh, like really bad. 
Um, yeah, Garrett actually told me that he was going to be bad as soon as he didn't commit to Kentucky. <laughs> he was right. He got one. He got one. Uh, Dyson Daniels has been good. I've liked Beauchamp a lot, too, from the Ignite. Um, he, he may have been at Juco before. I'm not quite sure. Um, What's his name? Um, Marshawn Beauchamp. I'm pretty sure we did a edit for him. Really? Beauchamp. Let's see. Yeah, he uh, that uh, does sound familiar. He's actually. from uh, he's from Washington. Oh, we definitely did. Tyler. Or is, doesn't uh, he have a brother? Might have been him. I don't know if he has a brother, but he was a four star from uh, Yakima, Washington. Went to Dream City Christian. Uh, committed to. He went to Yakima Valley College, and then that got shut down. So he went to the G League. He's been he's been a solid. Uh, role player for them but still as as kind of time advances on i think we'll we'll get a lot more answers for people aj griffin started to come around finally which is really really cool to see uh he essentially i didn't realize he missed like all of his junior year too yeah he was Um, he's been dead for two years yeah plus the start of this season too so for him to kind of step in and show what he's shown and he's he played 23 minutes against Georgia Tech the other night. So it's kind um, of Lofton actually going to get drafted. Uh, maybe. I, I don't know how he that fits. Would be sick. I, I, I don't know how Not he fits. Not in a small. No, no, no. He, he would be, he would be a four, He's a double X, a very four, five, small five. Um, probably would have to be like a Grant Williams type. I, I don't know if he can be. Grant Williams has been sick, by the way. Uh, yeah. Just as a bench. Because he likes Catan. Yeah. Really? Well, that's yeah, good to know. That was, like a, that was like their whole personality when he was at Tennessee. Oh, I remember. Catan. That's right. I remember that now. Um, but that Kenneth, was a fun team. He's, he's fun to watch. He's very fun to watch. Um, there's no one like him, though which makes it very, uh, very fun to try and figure yeah. out. Um, the Duke guys, it's pretty self-explanatory. Wendell Moore is awesome this year too. He's, mm-hmm. he's made a ton of strides. Uh, I'm hoping Keel's shooting comes around. Mark Williams might yeah, be, yeah. Mark Williams might be fading into the early second round. Not, not for any fault of his own, just personal preference of other other bigs but so pretty much like with this class if you need a big you are very happy if you need a role-playing wing you are very happy if you need anything outside of that i'm sorry but you've got to look at you got to look at free agents um (laughs) because like i i don't like looking at kennedy i'm thinking like there aren't many people that are six feet tall in the nba um so realistically, it's like if you don't believe he can be a Kyle Lowry type, which I can come around to, you're not picking him in the lottery. So it's certainly it's an interesting, uh, interesting class that we should get a lot of answers for uh, moving forward. Any uh, anything else college hoops i we i know we got to close with uh we got to close with pick them for for the natty on uh yeah i think we should on Monday, that. but i think we've right. done enough for college basketball yeah. today to those still out there uh we're we got natty picks coming up right now um 
it's Monday. Uh, once this uh, once this game gets played, Georgia right now is favored. I was a little surprised to see that. I'm not gonna lie, but yeah, well, we'll get. I guess hot. We'll start with you then, man. Uh, who you got? You know, it, it, I can go either way with this one. I think it will it will 100 be closer this time around. Um, I think, um, but you have to go. I think with the coach right here with Saban. I mean, this is. Saban owns Kirby Smart. It just that's the fact, and I, I don't think I can pick Georgia until I see them do it. So I think Alabama wins by a touchdown. I don't have a specific score, but I think it's going to be by a touchdown. I agree with Hot. I was going to say pretty much the exact same thing. So skip me. All right, Kylie. I'm going to go with Georgia. I think they finally pull it out. Uh, I think they found their rhythm again playing against Michigan. And, um, I, I mean, Bama has shown multiple times this year that they're definitely beatable. So, hoping they don't show up. I'm, I'm going to say Georgia. First off, I need to give a shout-out to Cincinnati's uh, – defense and special teams i guess um not the offense at all but <laughs> I, I feel as if since he played a significantly better game than what the final score would indicate like that felt a lot closer to me it could be also be me trying to see shit um but since he actually like if they had any sort of passing offense the they were always going to get ran over um any sort of passing offense whatsoever, then I, I would have, I would have enjoyed, uh, I would have enjoyed seeing that. Like Desmond Ritter had like five balls batted down at the line of scrimmage, and he is six foot four. I, I don't know how that happens, um, but I, I'm thinking Georgia just because Georgia's defense is better than, better than certainly what they showed against Alabama uh, the last time. Uh, and I just want Georgia to win. I'm fine with it either way, though. To be honest, like this, I, I like this Bama teams. Uh, the story kind of with them. Uh, I, I like a lot of their players too that they have on this kind of concoction of it, and knowing that some of the guys are going to be back to run it back for next year, specifically like with them actually having a very skilled quarterback. Uh, that's pretty cool. Um, and Will Anderson. Oh my God, the I'm going to go on the record, the best defensive player in the SEC, not Jordan Davis. Oh. Mark's Mark's, Mark's yeah, gonna ratio me again close. for that. Um, but Will Anderson's not. a fucking beast. Will Anderson might go first overall next year. I think he'll probably. Eh, it's a better quarterback class. We'll see. It's it's a better quarterback class. It'll be a lot more needs based. Uh, any uh any closing thoughts before we wrap this one up? Uh, rep your city, boy. Come on. Bengals. Let's go, baby. Oh, oh my God. I can't, I am so pumped about the Bengals. I was at the game on Sunday. Um, it was electric. The best game I've ever been to in my life <laughs> at that stadium. Um, Joe Burrow is the GOAT. 
uh, we will be winning at least three Super Bowls with him. <laughs> and I cannot wait. And one of them that will be this year. And oh. I am all, I'm all bought in. Um, I, I check Super Bowl tickets. They're about $5,000. So <laughs> I will be going. <laughs> they, might, they might relocate the Super Bowl too, by the way. They should. So no, oh, really? Invested. Yeah, they were, they were talking about uh, contingencies for uh, COVID for relocating said Super Bowl. So you might be making another trip down to down to Florida potentially. Um, awesome, even better, even better. Um, and then Jamar Chase locked up Rookie of the Year. Yep. Um, so I am ecstatic. So the the Reds have Jonathan India, and now we have uh, Jamar Chase. So. But uh, things are looking up here in Cincinnati. Uh, I cannot wait uh, for the playoffs. Um, hopefully, maybe I'll go to the game. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> are, are you are you afraid for the letdown? Uh, n- yes, but Joe Burrow. <laughs> but but Joe Burrow is my quarterback, so okay. I, I it, this is different. Okay, I, I just wanted to to make sure that that part of you was was still there, especially after kind of being so uh, passionate. Shout out to Higgins. Right. Uh, okay. I got to shout out. We'll end with what? We got to end it. with this. Hot. When, no, when Burrow, when Burrow comes out with a, with his hair dyed as a ginger, will you be nervous that you don't ever want to play off game with Joe Burrow? <laughs> you, Andy Dalton reincarnated. What if that <laughs> happens? Uh, well, if that happens, then we're not going to win a playoff game. But uh, I think, <laughs> but I, I, I think I, with Joe Burrow, anything's possible. I guess this is what it's like to have confidence in a quarterback. What you've lived your whole life, Schultz. Yep. Yeah, hey, Rogers. Uh, cautionary tale with that. I've had it twice. Uh, once he broke his foot because Albert Hainsworth landed on it, and then threw like eleven straight pick sixes. And the other time he got a massage several times and that was, that was it for him. He then demanded a trade has not played since. So tread lightly. Happy for you. Let's end there. (laughs) Goodbye guys. We will see you next week. Later.